welcome to the podcast. This is the Abibiter podcast about a online Madden franchise in which five friends play against each other to try to win Super Bowls as five different teams. Um, it's been a minute, and by a minute I mean like two weeks or so, since the last podcast. Uh, so I... I don't know exactly what we covered last time, and I didn't listen to it. I don't listen to this podcast. Not a fan of the host, um, so I'm not sure exactly where we left off. But uh, I'm just going to cover the postseason games briefly and the Super Bowl, and then cover the uh, awards and uh, all the, well, hopefully all of the development trait news that's happened um, uh, probably this season. Again, I don't remember exactly where I left off there, so may miss a few of them, but I'll get the important ones. Uh, so that's what we'll cover on today's podcast. And I also don't have a lot of details on this, but I do have exciting news and announcement for the podcast. I have hired investigative journalists and they will be looking into the Patriots and Chiefs games that have been having a lot of glitches, a lot of uh, restarting the games, maybe some time travel, some sort of science fiction nonsense is going on there, and I will get to the bottom of it. And before we get to the 30th year of this franchise, I will have an expose uh, explaining everything that's been going on in the world uh, and how it relates to, particularly, the, the Patriots and Chiefs and their aliens visiting their games and and all the weird stuff so you have that to look forward to again we don't have all the details yet our team is working on it but we will get answers and we will deliver them to you on this podcast so stay tuned for that uh, with that we'll move on to the postseason recap <laughs> So what happened to this postseason? Uh, let's take a look. First of all, uh, we had Browns, Patriots, Packers, Panthers uh, all making the playoffs. The Chiefs did not. And occasionally on this podcast, I've gone to the teams that didn't make the playoffs and taken a close look at them uh, to see maybe why they didn't make it. I'm not going to do that with the Chiefs this year. I I think it's fairly easy to see why they didn't make it. Um they really took a step back on their roster this year. Had to let a bunch of kind of older players go, but they were still some of their best players. Uh, so the roster took a step backwards. And on top of that, the Chiefs were breaking in a rookie quarterback this year. Um, so it was expected that they would take a step back. I don't know if we expected them uh, to necessarily miss the playoffs and you know not finish around 500. I don't remember what their record was, and I'm not going to look. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of understandable that this, this Chiefs team uh, missed the playoffs. And so we'll move on from there. Uh, in the playoffs, the Patriots played in the wild card and beat the Broncos. And the Packers also played in the wild card and beat the Giants. Uh, the Panthers and Browns both had bye weeks. So then we had some divisional matchups. Uh, Patriots beat the Chargers 62 nothing. Uh, that, that was the Patriots divisional round. 
and the Browns beat the Texans. And the Packers and Panthers played. Uh, these two teams play each other pretty much twice a year now, once in the regular season, once in the postseason. And the Panthers won this 24-21. Um, not remembering a lot of the really, not remembering a lot of the details uh, other than, well, I can, I can tell you how early in the game it went. Uh, I believe the Packers received the opening kickoff. Yeah, they did. And burned up five minutes of the first quarter uh, and scored a touchdown. Um, so the Panthers barely got the ball in the first quarter. And when they did, uh, they broke off a 70-some yard touchdown run on the first play of their possession. Uh, then the, the Packers went on another very long drive and came up empty after failing to convert a fourth down. I think it was inside the 20. And uh, Panthers got the ball, and I think it was in three plays. They had another long run. And those two long runs, uh, another long run for a touchdown, those two long runs uh, were the big plays for the Panthers, really the probably the most important plays of the game. Um, they ended up with close to 200 yards rushing, I believe. Uh, uh, Panthers went on and, and got another touchdown later in the first half. Don't really remember how it happened. I believe it was 21-7 at halftime. And in the second half, uh, the Packers played a little bit better defense and uh, held the Panthers to a field goal and attempted a fourth quarter comeback and came up a little short, 24-21. Uh, Carolina ended up uh, running out the clock. After the Packers had pulled to within three, they kicked off, uh, hoping to you know, make the Panthers go three and out and get the ball back, and they weren't able to do it. The Panthers gained, I think, two first downs and ran out the clock, and, and that was the end of that game. So good game there. Uh, well done by the Panthers, and they went on to the Super Bowl. We go to the conference championship games. Uh, yeah, the Panthers beat the Rams, a high-scoring game, 53-34. to And the Patriots and Browns played, and I don't think I saw this game. Um, so I don't know how it went. I guess I can look at the box score. Um, Cleveland won 34-7. And not a big surprise considering... Uh, the Patriots are also rolling with a rookie quarterback, just like the Chiefs. Uh, the rest of the roster is pretty good, but a rookie quarterback going against that Browns defense is just a scary proposition. Uh, Browns defense is really good, very fast, really good secondary. Uh, and yeah, it didn't go well for Mario Kruger, who is the quarterback for the Patriots, uh, had a 41.4 passer rating, one touchdown, three interceptions. Robert R. Overbay uh, apparently was too focused on writing his novels that week. He wasn't real great, no touchdowns and an interception, only had a rating of 72. Uh, the Patriots in recent years have done a pretty good job in pass coverage against the Browns. Um, so if you don't get a real sharp game from Overbay, the Browns may not throw it as much, but uh, they did run it with some success. They had 100 yards and two touchdowns from uh, Torrey and Hatcher. So, yeah, about what you'd expect. Uh, the Browns really strangling the rookie quarterback for the Patriots, and that's probably the difference in the game, really, is uh, the level of quarterback play. Uh, moving on to the Super Bowl. Uh, this is a game I did not see. This took place in the middle of the day. The rare 
uh, mid-afternoon Super Bowl instead of uh, Sunday night. Um, and so I didn't see it, but there is, I'm not, I'm not going to read it word for word, there is a pretty detailed Super Bowl recap on the uh, Ask Coach DeClown formation page uh, on our Discord channel. So if you want to read the detailed description there, uh, I recommend it. It's a pretty good recap. Uh, but basically, uh, the Panthers' defense was awesome in this game, and, and it's one of the best defenses we've seen, I think. Um, so that's not surprising. Uh, they came out early and got a strip sack of the Browns and returned it for a touchdown. Uh, the Browns uh, returned, didn't return the favor, but uh, matched that touchdown when they got the ball back. And then uh, Jimmy Griffith, who had a great year this year, uh, the rest of the first half had some problems with turnovers and the Browns were able to uh, get another touchdown after one of his interceptions on a Devon Irwin run that was really long. Uh, after another Griffith interception, the Browns got a field goal, so it was 17-7 at that point. And this is all still in the first half. Uh, then the the Panthers got the ball, went on a nice drive, brought it to 17-14, and then the Browns threw an interception before the first half was over, and the Panthers turned that into a touchdown drive. It was 21-17 halftime, uh, Panthers in the lead. And then the second half was just all Panthers. Uh, they, they made a bunch of defensive stops, basically. And... Uh, you know, that's what won the game for them. And, yeah, when you can get a, a two-score lead or so with either of those teams, if they have a two-score lead with their defenses, they're in really good shape. Um, so eh, I think that's about all i got to say about the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Panthers. Uh, they win another Super Bowl. I think that's their second in three years. Um, and they've got an awfully good team. They could be back there again. Uh, so everybody look out for the Panthers uh, for the remainder of this franchise, and maybe Coach Munninger can pull in second place on the legacy score. We'll see. That's going to be tough to pull off. Uh, I think he's about 10,000 points behind uh, Coach Toll. But anyway, that's the postseason recap. All right, let's run through some of the awards real quick. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on these because I think we all look at them and know what's going on anyway. So I don't really need to report on them um, unless there's something that catches my eye. Uh, MVP this year, Jimmy Griffith, quarterback for the Panthers. Coach of the year, Matt Kurth for the Rams edged out Coach Munninger for the Panthers. Both teams had 13-3 and records. And I would think Madden would want to uh, give the edge to the user instead of a, you know, made up computer AI, um, just to, you know, satisfy users a little more or whatever. Um, but apparently they don't do that. And I guess there is maybe some logic to this. Uh, the AI voters, if they even have that on the, they probably don't. Um, but it would kind of make sense that, uh, the Rams coach, probably had a lesser roster than the Panthers coach 
uh, and still uh, made it to 13-3. and three. Um, But, you know, who knows? The Rams roster is pretty good, uh, and they don't have to play. I don't think they had to play any of the uh, user teams this year, so they also had a, a lesser degree of difficulty to get to that record. Uh, but anyway, Munninger doesn't get the coach of the year, so that's too bad. Uh, in the AFC Offensive Player of the Year, Robert R. Overbay, quarterback and novelist for the Browns. Defensive Player of the Year, Elijah Warner for the Patriots. That guy piles up the sacks. Uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mario Kruger, quarterback for the Patriots. Uh, edged out Skylar Wood, rookie quarterback for the Chiefs. So a battle of rookie quarterbacks between those two teams. Uh, and Kruger comes out on top. So that's got to be disappointing for the Chiefs, as Wood was the third overall pick in the draft, and I thought he was the more talented player. Uh, so, uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Jermaine Dixon for the Browns. Mm, think he's a linebacker, um, but it doesn't say what position he is here, so I can't tell you. Uh, best quarterback, uh, Overbay. Best running back was for the Texans. Best receiver, Anton Jenkins, uh, Jennings, not Jenkins. Anton Jennings uh, for the Patriots. Best offensive lineman, Lindsey Porter for the Patriots. Uh, D lineman, nobody cares. Best linebacker, Elijah Warner for the Patriots. Best DB, Miles Brown, the safety for the Browns. Uh, coming in second there, Sherwin Strong for the Chiefs. Uh, so good news for that young guy there. Moving over to the NFC, Uh, Offensive Player of the Year, of course, was Griffith, since he won MVP. Defensive Player of the Year, Deion Smith for the Panthers. Uh, Panthers had a whole lot of award winners. Uh, This is uh, just a great year for the Panthers. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Bo Drayton at receiver for the Panthers. Ended up being a fantastic draft pick for them. Uh, Second place, Chris Hauser. Backup quarterback for the Packers, who ended up playing a few games this year. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sean Godfrey, the defensive end for the Packers. Uh, best quarterback, of course, of course <laughs> Jimmy Griffith. Uh, best running back was a Falcons player. Best receiver, Bo Drayton, that rookie receiver. Uh, best offensive lineman was a Ram. Best defensive lineman, Deacon Davis. Uh, For the Panthers, best linebacker, Deion Smith, who also won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Coming in second there, Phil Burrell, also of the Panthers. And best DB of the year, Benjamin Vaughn, for the Panthers. So the Panthers almost sweeping the awards uh, in the NFC. That's right, it's time for development trait news. And we got a lot to cover. I don't really remember where we left off, so I'm just going to take a guess. And I'm going to look at Kyrie Cooks uh, going to X-Factor. This was probably at the end of the year last year. I don't remember if I covered these. Uh, But Kyrie Cooks going to X-Factor for the Panthers, part of the really fast Panthers receiving core. Uh, He's a double me X-Factor, meaning you should double him or he'll win, basically. He's a post-flag elite, so he runs good post routes, good flag routes, and he's also a post-specialist. So does that mean that uh, doubly improves his post routes because he has post-flag elite and post-specialist? I don't know. Probably not. That's too bad for the Panthers. 
Um, but this is a, a young fast guy, 95 speed, 96 acceleration, 95 agility, and I believe it's uh, he's 24 years old. Um, so good future uh, for him going forward. And what else we got? Uh, Edward Spencer at right tackle for the Panthers reveals as a star. Cam Clay at corner for the Patriots reveals as a star. And uh, let's look at this one. Jaden Mooney, running back for the Chiefs, became an X-Factor uh, in the offseason. Mooney, uh, if I know the Chiefs, is very speedy back. And yeah, he's 94 speed. Uh, 25 years old, 88 overall, uh, so he's not going to have all his ability slots filled, but he's a uh, max security receiver, and he's an in-specialist, kind of like uh, Harrison for the Packers, uh, meaning in-routes for the running back. He's better at those, which you just don't run very many of those, so that's kind of a, kind of a disappointing one uh, to get there. Um, if you split him out at receiver, you can run a few more in routes more often, but uh, out of the backfield, you're not going to run very many of those. Uh, anyway, I don't remember if I covered uh, for the Packers, uh, Harvey Norton at receiver, Zach Hutton at quarterback, uh, Sharif Baker at linebacker, and Leron Harrison at running back uh, all went to X-Factor in the offseason. Zach Hutton is a bazooka arm quarterback. I guess we'll look at his other abilities too. Uh, bazooka arm quarterback, lofting dead eye, long range dead eye, uh, more in easily enters the zone at home, uh, pocket lead, so better pass leading from uh, the pocket, and extended range on all precision passing, so pass lead elite. So he throws it deep and he can lead people really well. It's pretty much Zach Hutton there. Uh, Laron Harrison at running back, he also has the in route thing. Uh, which, like I said, not real useful. He's a satellite running back, so he's better at uh, run after catch, I guess, uh, when people are covering him, or at all times. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, but also, uh, Harvey Norton at receiver. is <clears throat> uh, a fast guy. He's a double me, in-and-out elite. Uh, Packers have a lot of in-and-out elites, and a double move elite. Uh, so he'll run those double moves more. And then at receiver for the Packers, Devon Lockhart uh, became a superstar. He is not yet an 80 overall, so no special abilities. Uh, Sharif Baker at linebacker is a shutdown defender, uh, so he's really good in pass coverage, basically. Yeah, tighter uh, coverage, interceptions are more frequent, blah, blah, blah. He's unfakeable, that's nice, and lumberjack, so he's uh, he's better at uh, hit-sticking low uh, than your average player. Uh, what else do the Packers have this year? Uh, I'm missing one. Yeah, I'll come back to it. Uh, what else we got after that? Uh, for the Patriots, strong safety Shea is an X-Factor, I believe. 
Yeah, Dalton Shea is an X-Factor. He's got the reinforcement ability, uh, so that makes him a pretty good run defender. Yeah, he's pretty good at everything, really. Uh, he's unfakeable, and he's an enforcer, so doesn't allow broken tackles when hit-sticking. That's pretty cool. Uh, big hitter in the secondary there. That's a fun ability to have. And Anton Jennings to star, and then I believe he's improved further uh, since he won some awards. Yeah, he's he's all the way up to X Factor now. Anton Jennings, five foot nine receiver, twenty four years old, ninety one speed. He's got first one free, and I think that's a pretty good ability for a receiver to have. Uh, you catch the ball in open field, and then you make somebody juke. Now you make a juke, and you're pretty much guaranteed to make the first guy miss. Got to get in the zone for that to happen. Um, but that is possible with receivers and quarterbacks, seems like. Uh, and he's a slot apprentice, so he has uh, more uh, options for audibling uh, or for changing routes at the line of scrimmage. That's pretty cool, too. Uh, going back to the Panthers, right end, Aries Wolf, Wolfork. Aries Wolfolk. Wolfolk, yeah. Uh, he is a superstar. He's currently an 80 overall. Uh, 78 speed. This is a 3-4 defensive end, so he's a bigger, stronger guy. He's got the out-of-my-way ability. Uh, that's cool. I don't remember seeing that one before. Defenders with this, this ability will frequently attempt and win impact blocks against receivers, tight ends, and running backs. Huh. So you want him matched up with a tight end, probably. Um, so if I, I think that's impact blocks is like lead blocks, I'm guessing. Uh, blocks where they're not engaging with him immediately at the line of scrimmage, but they're running at him and then hitting him. Uh, so you want him kind of free for fullbacks and tight ends and stuff. wonder how often that's going to happen, particularly in a 3-4 defense. Uh, but it's interesting. <clears throat> and then uh, outside linebacker Dion Smith for the Panthers. Of course, he won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's up to X-Factor. Uh, 24 years old, 90 overall, uh, 83 speed for this guy. 270-pound uh, outside linebacker. He's an unstoppable force, so a great pass rusher. Uh, he applies pressure to the quarterback from a greater distance, and he's a power rusher. Uh, so a lot to like with that guy there. A little bit reminiscent of Julius Brackett. And then at running back for the Panthers, Connor Farmer, who had a great postseason, uh, has become a superstar. He's 25 years old, 84 overall, 94 speed. So he's a speed back. Uh, yeah, and he's an elusive back as far as his archetype. And he only has one ability, but it's a good one. He's got the jukebox. He has a faster juke animation. You just flip the stick, and he just goes right around somebody. Uh, the Packers uh, experienced that in the playoffs. Uh, let's see. Patriots, left tackle reveals a star. He doesn't even get a, he doesn't even get a name. That's funny. Uh, oh, that's Terrian Middleton. Uh, yeah, he was a rookie. And then for the Chiefs, Nicholas Cornick, wide receiver, uh, went to superstar. And wide receiver Chris Cab Cabrera 
for some reason I can't say that name, uh, he revealed, or no, he earned star. Uh, so let me look at these guys real quick. Uh, let's see. Pearson Key is still a top receiver there for the Chiefs. Cornick, uh, 95 speed. This is a 28-year-old receiver. <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure how the Chiefs acquired him. Uh, I want to say he was acquired in a trade, but I'm not sure. He's a post-flag elite, uh, so that's nice. And then yeah, Chris Cabrera yeah, just finished his rookie year, and he's a star. 93 speed, 95 acceleration, uh, 88 agility. Uh, so another speed receiver there. We like the speed receivers in this league. Uh, where am I at here? Uh, Skylar Wood for the Chiefs. Revealed as a star in his rookie year. Um, so, you know, maybe they had hoped for better there, but should be able to develop him further. Uh, quarterbacks are not that hard to develop. I guess it's harder in the AFC uh, when you got to compete for you got to compete for awards with the the Browns and Patriots who chuck the ball all over the place. Um, but also for the Chiefs, Jared Kitchen at tight end revealed as a star. Uh, this is a sixty-eight overall, twenty-three-year-old tight end. Um, so not big news here. Eighty speed, so decent speed for there for a tight end. <clears throat> Uh, and then going back to, I'm all over the place here, uh, Sheldon Bright reveals as a star for the Chiefs at free safety. I think the Chiefs doubled up some of these on the messaging. Maybe not. Um, so yeah, person key also for the Chiefs became a superstar. We better check his abilities. He's a 90 overall, well, 89. Uh, he's a curl specialist, uh, and that's a route that can be tough to complete sometimes, so uh, maybe that'll help for him. Uh, might be the first one I've seen on a user team. And then, yeah, free safety Sheldon Bright for the Chiefs reveals as a star. And then we're going back to the Panthers. I told you there was a lot of this, uh, this news to get through, and... Uh, I haven't even looked at the Browns. They may not have uh, reported some of theirs. Uh, Anton McAllister at corner. Uh, as a rookie, revealed as a superstar. He's not an 80 overall yet, so uh, not going to see abilities there quite yet. Got 90 speed, 93 acceleration, 88 agility. Uh, decent corner there. And what else do we... Okay, we got tons more of these, guys. <laughs> um, wide receiver Marco Holliday for the Patriots, revealed as a star. He's a star, so I'm not going to spend a bunch of time looking in on him. Uh, we've covered Deion Smith and Bo Drayton. Mario Kruger, the quarterback for the Patriots, became a star after uh, winning um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Anton Jennings to X-Factor. I think I covered that. Okay, here's an interesting one. Uh, the rookie fullback for the Patriots 
Bart Ringer reveals as a superstar. And that's a fullback. So I think this is interesting because we hadn't seen uh, anything above a star for a fullback or any kickers or anything like that. Uh, looking at him now, he's a 72 overall, so not real high. Uh, 80 speed, 85 acceleration, some of that. I'm not going to look at the rest of his abilities. Uh, looks like he's a utility fullback. So I, I don't usually do this, um, but I want to give some roster advice here. Uh, I don't usually do it because, one, I'm just like, yeah, you do whatever you want with your roster. And, two, uh, helping people get a better roster uh, is not advantageous to me because we are in competition with each other. Uh, but I have wanted to see like a superstar or even an X-Factor fullback or a superstar kicker. I, I don't think that'll ever happen. Uh, or I think what would be kind of fun is a uh, X-Factor blocking tight end. I'd like to see what his abilities are. Uh, but anyway, we have a superstar fullback in the league now uh, with the Patriots. And so I want to say to the Patriots, uh, don't just use this guy as your fullback in your power eye formation, and, and that's all he ever gets to do. Uh, let's develop him and see what he can become. So ways you can do that is you could make him your short yardage back, your power back uh, in some instances. In the depth chart, you could make him the power back, or you could just go in during a game and sub him in at the, at the goal line fullback or something like that, or at the goal line tailback. Uh, try to get him some some touchdowns and stuff. He needs some stats and he needs some playing time so he can build experience points. Uh, or uh, one thing I like doing with fullbacks that have uh, decent ability, use him as your second tight end and use some two tight end sets and throw him the ball some. Um, so I'd like to see the Patriots develop this guy because I want to see uh, what he can really become. Uh, maybe he could even become an X factor. I, I don't I don't think that's likely unless he were to have like a thousand yard season or something crazy like that. Um, but I'd like to see what can happen here. Uh, and if the Patriots aren't interested in developing him, then uh, contact the Packers. They might be interested in swinging a little bit of a trade. Uh, so Bart Ringer for the Patriots. Pay attention to that guy's career. Uh, that's the, the only superstar fullback in the league, and I think the only superstar fullback that we have seen. All right, I think that covers it. I think that is everything, finally. So, yeah, a little bit of a long episode because we hadn't had an episode for a while. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. hope it didn't go on too long. And we will look forward to next episode, The Draft Grades. That's right, everybody's favorite episode. Um, draft Grades will be next time, and... Uh, maybe we'll have some listener feedback or questions or something like that. Until next time.